It's a little after 8 p.m. You tuned into Metro FM Talk here on the Mighty Metro, and uh, we are going to the second part of our business wrap. And uh, without a doubt, the largest story in the world of business and uh, in our political economy today uh, being that uh, release uh, from Statistics South Africa of the quarterly labor force survey for the second quarter. Now, it suggested that 2.2 million jobs were lost in the second quarter of 2020 uh, during the lockdown, but overall unemployment fell from 30.1% uh, in the first quarter to 23.3% in the second quarter. Now, to tell us how that has happened, uh, I'm joined by Rasenga Maluleke, Statistician General at Stats SA. Osiya uh, Minjan. Greetings to the listeners. Um, I mean, I guess a lot of people have been asking you this question today, and I think you must, you must not tire in explaining it. Uh, with 2.2 million jobs lost quarter on quarter, um, and uh, I guess I should say from the first quarter through to the second quarter, how then would we see a decline in our unemployment rate from 30.1% to 23.3%? It is because when we talk about unemployment, we are talking about someone who's actively looking for employment. So if I'm aged between 15 and 64 years, and I'm not actively looking for employment and I'm seated at home, I'm not unemployed because I'm not actively looking for employment. That is the first part. So in this regard, what we have seen is that we lost 2.2 million jobs. But when we lost those jobs, those people who were employed didn't transfer to the unemployed because when we lost those jobs, those people didn't go to look for employment. During the second quarter of 2020, the country was on lockdown. So the majority of people who would naturally walk around, move around, look for employment, couldn't move around. And in this regard, that is why we had in the first quarter an unemployment number. The number of those who were unemployed was 7.1 million. But when we went to the second quarter, that number also declined to 4.3 million, meaning that we had a decline in the people who were previously employed in the first quarter, as well as a decline in the people who were unemployed. And those people, where did they go to? They, go to the, they went to the category of what we call not economically active. Because firstly, they uh, lost their jobs. Secondly, they cannot actively look for employment because there's a lockdown. And uh, mm, also those mm. who didn't have jobs have actually gone out of that category because they didn't actively look for employment. So as long as uh, you are not actively looking for employment, you are not considered to be unemployed according to the narrow definition that is coming out of the International Labor Organization, the mm, ILO. Mm. Okay, now, what has right. happened? We lost 2.2 million people who were uh, employed, we lost another 2.9 million people who were unemployed uh, coming out of the first quarter. But we who could no longer look for work. Excuse me? No, sorry, Esche, I'm saying of the 2.9 million that we lost in the gr- grouping of unemployed in Q1, uh, you're saying all of those people, because they couldn't actively continue to look for work, then joined the ranks of the not economically active? 
Secondly, only 4.3 million continued to actively looking for work mm. by either means uh, that were available even during the lockdown. Now, these people, we also have the discouraged work seekers who in the first quarter were 2.9 million, but in the second quarter, 400,000 of those uh, left the discouraged work seeker and went to sit at home and they no longer classified themselves as discouraged. Uh, when we asked them, why are you not looking for employment? They said, because there's COVID, there's a lockdown. Mm-hmm. So we have a number of 5.2 million persons who moved from the employed, the unemployed, and the discouraged work seekers into this category because sure, they were sitting sure. at home. Now, out of those, when we take the 4.3 million, plus the 2.5 million discouraged work seekers, plus about 3.5 million people who are in the discouraged work seekers who say, although we are not looking for employment during this COVID environment, if I get a job, I'll take it. Mm. Then we ended up with 10.3 million who then went into what we call the expanded definition of unemployment, which comes back at 42%. Mm-hmm. SG, I-, I want us maybe to pause here for a second and, and take a quick spot break. When we come back, uh, I want you to talk to us about the method of collecting some of this data and some of the implications. I mean, I was looking at one of the tabs uh, uh, that you shared earlier on on uh, the uh, not economically active uh, population. And I guess, you know, some of the uh, agendered characteristics of who sits where. And uh, we'll touch on some of those issues on the other side of this brief break. 11 minutes it is after 8 p.m. You tuned into our uh, business wrap and uh, we're in conversation with the Statistician General Rusenga Maluleke talking about the quarterly labor force survey uh, data for quarter two of 2020. And uh, uh, SG, you were saying earlier on, um, I guess making reference to some of the questions you posed uh, to respondents uh, who uh, uh, replied to your survey. Talk us through uh, just briefly, I guess, the methodology of the data collection process here in light of the fact that we were in a lockdown in the second quarter and i guess the difficulties that that imposed on uh, your traditional process which was to go to people and actually ask them questions uh, firstly is the covid 19 environment and indeed uh, the inherent lockdown that we have seen first entering the country at a uh, level five uh, was not a South African situation alone. All over the world, all aspects and facets of life were disrupted. And as people of the world, we could have sat and wait and cry and say, let's wait for the time that there will be no corona. Or we needed to make sure that life continues with all the restrictions. And for those of us who are responsible for measurement to make sure that the country has numbers, and not only South Africa alone, countries of the world, where to make sure that we come up with innovative ways of data collection. Luckily, we had already been moving in that direction, as that's the same, because since 2016, we had collected a few of uh, our our data uh, uh, using uh, smart uh, gadgets in the form of iPads. Mm. So what we realized is since we couldn't reach out to members of the public in person, we deployed our field workers to use what we call computer-assisted personal interviews, where they sit at home and call 
respondents and fill in the information as they respond. Because anyway, they usually fill the information with pen and paper when they are asking for the respondents. This time they were doing it electronically. Now there is an, an issue that we only called those people who are in the sample, whose telephone numbers we had. So it created a bias, and the bias it created was that uh, the results we got would only reflect on those people that uh, have telephones. So we had to eliminate the bias through uh, uh, the, uh, was the data confrontation. It's a, data, it's a terminology we use, where we look also at historic records to see how we have dealt with the issue of employment. And this, this is not ourselves alone as South Africa. Other nations of the world had to find themselves doing the same. Some of them even had to learn from us. Now, in the process, you will remember, twice we delayed the release of the quarterly labor force survey. Because at first we realized that we can't make numbers available if we couldn't deal with this issue of bias if we couldn't deal with the issue of elevating the numbers from a sample to a national level, even when we have this bias. Now, mm-hmm. in the process, uh, what we then finally came up with, this 23.3% of unemployment as a rate of unemployment, is a solid number, which we have actually gone and tested uh, back, forwards and backwards, and even looking at historic uh, records of our quarterly labor force now, you mm. ask me, what is happening to other countries of the world? All countries of the world, in a report released by the ILO on Friday, already on countries that had published their uh, quarterly labor force survey, because even ourselves, we should have published six weeks earlier, have yes, shown yes. a decline in, in the number of people employed, as well as a decline in the number of unemployed people, with an exception of the United States, and Canada. Those are the two countries mm. that didn't show such a decline. So it's a, it's a phenomenon that we are picking up all over the world where people decline from, from being employed and being unemployed and enter a space of not economically active. Mm. SG, before I let you go, I mean, I guess, uh, and I want to marry um, these two considerations into one question here. The one is, uh, I guess, the, the industry and employment impact. Uh, where did we see most of the jobs lost. I mean, I think community and social services quarter on quarter uh, had the biggest loss, uh, just shy of half a million workers uh, displaced there, followed by uh, the, uh, private households or, or domestic work in the trade sector as well, which was under severe lockdowns. But if we also look at the number of those that have joined the not economically active population, um, more than 2.4 million more women uh, are part of the not economically active as compared to some of their male counterparts. When we look at those two uh, um, I guess, sort of insights from the data. Uh, uh, how do you make sense of that, uh, I guess, in light of the lockdown that we had? Uh, and more importantly, I guess, on the community and social services front, which is largely government work, I understand. Uh, 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 how, how do you make sense of that? The reality is all your expanded uh, uh, programs, work, public works programs, mm. all your, uh, so, your social uh, welfare programs, all those people, who, your community workers, all the people who were hired by universities. Remember, universities are part of the public sector. Uh, and I'm talking about public sector universities, not private sector universities. All those temporary staff members who are usually hired in those areas of community and social services, 
your uh, community, what is that, sporting grounds and everything. All of them, and most of those people, temporary workers, all those people had to shed jobs. And uh, in the process of shedding jobs, that accounted for the largest number, 551,000 jobs. The other area where we see, although the area of uh, retail did hire people to deal with issues of essential services, it was just a very small number of people because most of them were only providing, look at Woolworth, for example, you could only go there and buy food. You couldn't buy clothes. So they didn't need all those people that were working, especially those that are temporary, that were working in the areas of clothes. So it's the same with pig and pay and every other uh, retail Mm. uh, uh, areas. So it's the same with areas in finance, in personal households, uh, in uh, personal services, where we go and uh, uh, deal with issues of uh, uh, trimming our hair. We couldn't go to the salons and the like. So all these issues, all these areas lost a large, a large number of jobs. And in the process, then we come to women who are the majority uh, in these job losses and the like. Women uh, in general, but particularly black African women, have always been uh, vulnerable to labor markets. They have the highest unemployment than, uh, uh, than male counterparts. But black African women always have the highest unemployment than the national average, even in the expanded definition. Actually, this time, we are seeing more than uh, about 50.1% or 50.4%, yes. Uh, about 50% of uh, black African women are unemployed according to the expanded uh, uh, unemployment uh, definition. And we're talking about women that are aged 15 to 64 years who uh, are in this category. Mm, SG, so, on, that so sobering note, on, on that sobering note, I think we'll have to leave it there. Uh, and yeah, I mean, I think a uh, uh, perfect opportunity for all of us to go and uh, uh, familiarize ourselves with that data set and engage with it, uh, because it does indeed tell a very sobering picture. And uh, thank you very much uh, for making sense of it uh, this evening. Naken Samakwa. Naken Ayabong, and again, uh, thank you to the listeners.